Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo Agnian episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hello, my lovely little chickens. I hope that you are very well. So, last week I discovered that in the two weeks between our last group coaching session of 2020 and our first one in 2021, Three of the gorgeous women in my private mastermind group had all met a man, literally in two weeks. It was fast work. This is like the most amazing little group of women. And um, oh, it's just amazing to just see the manifestations happening so quickly. Now, one of them is in an exclusive relationship. One had just the most exquisite holiday romance to see in the new year. And another has just started socially distanced dating, of course, socially distanced, with the man of her dreams. And obviously, it's very early days, but it's all looking good. And this particular woman I've been working with for a whole year now, um, and my God, has she come a long way. So it is just very beautiful, divine timing. Um, Now, this this news, when uh, when they all shared this with me, not only did it make my day, but it also got me to thinking about a question that I get asked about a lot by my love coaching clients. And this question is basically, how do you know if the guy that you've just started dating uh, or have been dating for a little while is the one that you're meant to be with? Um, and, you know, you should continue on with it and continue on with the courtship and the dynamic. Um, and how do you know whether actually they're the one you should run a mile from, like ASAP? Because, you know, especially when you you get to a certain place in your life where you just can't be bothered to waste your time anymore, or at least that's the place I got to um, when, uh, well, in the months leading up to meeting my now fiance, Joe, I just didn't, I didn't want to waste my time, you know. Um, I was happy to go on dates and enjoy myself and, and meet various uh, people. But what I didn't want to do, and I literally said this to Joe very early on, I didn't want to do the thing I'd done so many times before, where I dated, sort of fell into dating someone, um, ended up sort of sliding into some sort of relationship with them. um, And kind of, I don't want to say I wasted my time because everything, I mean, firstly, it's been very useful for my career now, being able to have all those stories and all the lessons that I learned. Um, But, you know, I just didn't want to kind of be with someone for two or three years when there was no intention or or possibility of it ever being anything longer. And so maybe you are here yourself and this, you know, feels kind of particularly relevant uh, this year that we've started this year in yet another lockdown that is probably going to be quite a lengthy one. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people I know who are listening to this are 
our online dating and um, connecting with people online. And so it kind of makes it almost even harder um, if you, you know, you're not able to to be dating someone in normal circumstances. I mean, it's hard enough in normal circumstances, let alone in the circumstances we find ourselves in. Uh, and, you know, this is a question, this whole question of whether this person that you're dating is the one or not. I go into this very deeply uh, in the last module of my flagship love coaching program, Get Your Soulmate. Uh, but today, I want to give you into a, a glimpse into my beliefs and experience around this topic. And I want to preface it by saying that regardless of the the times that we find ourselves in and, you know, the online dating and the way that it's influenced and impacted um, dating and courtship in uh, the at the moment, I think what I share, no, not I think, I know that what I share with you today is going to be useful. So if you are someone who is fraught with anxiety whenever you start dating someone new or you are someone who has a habit of falling hard and fast in love with what turns out to be in the end totally the wrong guy or you're someone who is in the early stages of a new love story and you want to know if this is it or if you're wasting your time then this episode is for you and in it I'm going to be sharing three key signs that he's definitely not the one a crucial question to ask yourself when you start dating someone new, plus the trap that most women fall into when discerning if he's the one or not. So let's dive straight in. So three key signs that he is not the one. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because I've just been actually editing on this very subject in my new book, uh, editing a chapter all about this. So you know that he's not the one, right? I always think be aware if the guy is running sort of the relationship at 100 miles an hour, um, like really kind of in a way where, you know, there's it's one thing for a guy to be keen and to be very clear that he is available and he's really into you uh, and he wants to see you. That's That's great. That's what we want. But when he is really sort of over-pushing, um, for whether it's commitment or for you to move in together or all of those sorts of things. When basically, whenever you get that little feeling in your tummy, like, oh, this is moving very fast. This is when I want you to just, you know, it's a big question mark. It's a, it's certainly a red flag because I would ask, you know, what is that about? Why is he running and pushing so hard for it? And this is a question that I absolutely suggest that you ask him in a really calm way and not in a way that you're going to shame him, uh, which does take some skill. You know, you can just say, hey, listen, listen, I really, really like you. I'm really attracted to you and I'm enjoying spending this time together. But, you know, where I am in my life, I, I want a long term relationship. You know, I want someone that I'm going to spend my future with. And so firstly, there's no rush. And secondly, I want to, that's a big, big decision. And I want to take my time with it. And that's my boundary. You don't have to say that's my boundary because that sometimes sounds a bit therapy speak, but just say, and that's where I'm at. Um, you know, keep it super breezy and casual and keep the focus on you. And if you say that, and then he still is pushing, pushing, pushing. For me, that is not a good sign because he's not listening to what you're saying and he is not respecting you. And for me, there's something there going on with him that is he's either running away from something or he's just broken up with someone maybe that you don't know about and he's kind of 
you know, we all can do this. It's not just men. I certainly was very guilty of this. I call it Olympic ringing, where you kind of loop from one, imagine, you know, the Olympic rings, um, you know, the three on top of the two and how they just sort of loop into the next one. And that was like how all love stories were with me, Um, just so interlinked. Um, There was never any space between them. And you know what? I would say that I was definitely a big red flag in myself and and that behavior because I was totally not available. And I think people can mistake being available. And I've had had women say this to me before, but look, 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 he's he's saying this and he's saying this. Uh, Availability is so much like you can tell whether someone's available by their energy. And actually, you can tell whether someone's available, and this sounds counterintuitive. If you say that line I said a, a few moments ago about, you know, where I'm at and what I want and long-term future, blah, 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 if that is what you desire, and they still push for it, they are not available. Whereas if they go, do you know what? Totally hear what you're saying. That's where I'm at too. Let's take our time and enjoy it. That is someone who's available because there's not that urgency, that desperation, that panic. So really um, tune in. And actually, you know, this is one of the signs as well. Another sign he's not the one is if he's emotionally unavailable. Now there's the really obvious signs of being emotionally unavailable where you are, um, you, sorry, just got totally distracted for a moment. The really obvious signs of being emotionally unavailable, where they're hot and cold, um, they don't want you, you know, they're never kind of up for you meeting their friends uh, or their family. Um, They kind of only seem to contact you when it's sort of booty call time. You just can feel when someone's emotionally available that they're quite closed off with you. Um, But another sign of being emotionally unavailable, ironically, is when someone is too intense. And I was very much like, someone who was super intense and I mean I I would never be I would always take my cue from the guy and that's purely because I'm a proud person um so I would never wanted to like I would do anything to not come across desperate and needy and obsessive so even though my energy probably gave me away like I would really try to seem as breezy and like I didn't give a shit but I absolutely did um and uh yeah, so basically, you know, I just, I just was always, it was, it was just the, the falling in love. It was a drug to me. It was such a drug. And, and it was, you know, when I look back, I'm like, God, it was really mature. Bless me, you know. Um, it was, it was totally me looking for someone to validate me, to make me feel a shot of adrenaline, uh, all the endorphins and all the serotonin, someone to distract myself from how shit I felt about myself and my life. Um, Yeah, someone just to divert all the focus and attention away from where it really needed to be, which was on healing my relationship with myself. So if these uh, things are kind of resonating for you, it's not only a sign that, that they're not the one, but that you're not ready. And remember, and this is kind of hard to hear sometimes, if you are dating someone right now who you know, in fact, let me, before I say that, let me just say the other part of this is uh, the sorry, bit all over the place this morning, blame January sort of madness. Um, but another sign that he's just not that into you. So the first one we've got is he's running sort of at a hundred miles an hour, like really intensely. 
Uh, he's emotionally unavailable, whether that's, you know, really overtly so or less overtly so. Plus, there is lots of drama, very up and down. Now, it's normal when you are in a new relationship or forming a new relationship that there's going to be, you know, there's going to be teething problems. Uh, a friend I said it calls it forming, storming, norming, like the pattern of a relationship. So you form and you've kind of got all the, it's all exciting. And then sort of weeks, sometimes a few months in is where uh, the storming happens, where you're you know, all your shit comes up, all their shit comes up, your fears and you getting to know each other, you start to get on each other's nerves. And then norming and norming is when, you, you know, that's when you're at the place of kind of you settle into it. And, and a lot of people don't ever get to that place. Um, so just going back to what I was saying earlier, if you're dating someone right now, and you realize like, from even just what I've shared so far in this episode, he's probably not the one. And I already knew that in my gut. And this podcast episode is just confirming what I already knew. Uh, and you may have already switched off because I know I would have, <laughs> if, if it was back in the day, I would have heard the beginning of this and go, yep, that's, I, that is not a convenient thing for me to listen to right now. I'm turning it off. So you may well not even be listening to this right now. But those of you who still are, if the person you're dating you know, this is, this is not the right person and, or, you know, not the one. I can't see myself spending my future with this person, but that is what I really desire. That's where I'm at in my life. This is hard to hear. What it means is that you are not quite ready. You are not quite ready. And that's okay. Because the way that you get ready is you look at the reality of your circumstances and you go, okay, what's going on here? What's it bringing up in me? Remember, this is never about the other person. The other person is only ever a mirror. Water seeks its own level. So if you are ready and you, firstly, you won't even attract those unemotionally available players anymore. They won't spot you and you won't spot them because they will just know they can't do their shit on you. You you just energetically give off that signal that you won't stand for it. Now, if you happen to somehow attract one of them, you won't stand for it very long, which is a, uh, which is a sign that, you know, you are, and I, this was totally my own experience. Uh, I remember getting, when I was, you know, not far, it's got a, a matter of weeks, maybe a month or two before meeting Joe, I went out uh, on a night at my old, um, my old drama school and there was a load of random people there. And I remember there was a few guys that I'd really fancied when I was at drama school and they kind of were like um, sort of, chirps thing me a little bit and I just remember thinking god there was a time when I would have lapped this and I enjoyed it but I I just took it for what it was a bit of harmless flirting as opposed to read loads of stuff into it and you know tried manipulated maneuvered for it to be something that it wasn't so uh where was I going with that so so this is it you know you're ready when you're 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 very much nearly ready when you look at the situation in front of you and you're honest about it as opposed to being in denial or trying to kind of fit a round peg into a square hole, so to speak, you kind of take the lesson. It doesn't mean that there's not some disappointment and, you know, uncomfortable or or sad feelings that come up, but you, you know, you're able to kind of put your bigger picture goal over this sort of short in the moment fix of needing that validation with someone who's totally wrong for you. You know, you can see this, this just isn't a fit. This just isn't compatible. It doesn't mean either of us is wrong. It just means that like, we're just not in, we're not on the same page and that's absolutely fine. And trying to make ourselves be on the same page or kid myself that we're on the same page is only going to lead to 
long-term pain. Remember, short-term pain, long-term gain, short-term uh, and reverse. So short-term short pain, long-term gain, short-term gain, as in like, oh, I get that instant hit of validation and approval and like, you know, I've got someone there. Long-term pain. So you've got to pick your battle. And it took me such a long time to realize like that short-term momentary temporary hit of validation, it just not, it just wasn't worth the fucking aggro, in all honesty. It just wasn't worth the aggro and the pain and the stress and the like, you know, sleepless nights and you know, that they just dragged out over months when in all honesty, that could have be, been dealt with in a matter of weeks. Uh, and I could have just allowed myself to feel what I needed to. And then I would have been over it within a week or two, in all honesty. So, um, yeah, you've got your three signs that he's not the one uh, just there. Let me just remind you again. He's running the relationship at 100 miles an hour. There is lots of drama. It's very up and down. Uh, and he is emotionally unavailable, whether overtly or covertly. Okay, moving on. So a crucial question to ask yourself when you start dating someone new. Kind of already touched on this, but I just wanted to give this its own sort of spotlight because it's very important. How am I feeling? How am I feeling? So this is really important because we can get this really confused. I always say, you know that it's the right one or at least could be the right one where you're not feeling anxious about whether or not this person likes you or when they're going to contact. Like it just feels quite smooth and you're kind of able to be present in your own life. Now, the flip side of the coin here is what often happens, and I've seen this time and time again, first in my own experience when I met Joe and then with countless uh, clients of mine, is that usually happens several weeks in but obviously that it depends on the context, but it's, you know, you've, it's all been going well and you feel kind of quite loved up and like, you know, it's all running pretty smoothly and it's flowing. However, you start to feel resistance and panic, not about whether or not they like you, but this is always linked to the, what you struggled with in the past. And usually what I find is it's actually about commitment. Um, you start panicking. You don't realize that what it's about. So your head starts telling you all sorts of bullshit stories like, oh, he's too this, he's too that. Like I was just convinced that me and Joe were going to be a very short-lived fling. And I was having a wonderful time. But I remember saying to friends, like, oh, we'll, he'll never be my boyfriend. And they were like, what? Why, why ever not? Like he's definitely damn sight better than a lot of the guys you've dated in the past. And I didn't really have an answer for them. Um, and it wasn't something my gut was saying, because whenever I tuned in and listened to my gut, my gut was like, yeah, stay. It was so simple. It was like, yep. Like, and my head was going berserk meanwhile. Oh, but this, oh, but that. And just trying to find a way out of it. And what that is a signal of is actually your love avoidance, your fear of intimacy, your fear of commitment, because it's flowing, because it's easy. And what you are used to, like the majority of us, until you do the deep work on your romantic life and everything that's sort of linked to it, is you're used to the drama, you're used to the chaos, you're used to the challenge, you're used to the struggle, you're used to there being obstacles. So when you don't get that, 
now, I'm not saying that there won't be challenges and obstacles later on. There will be. But those won't be centered around whether or not this person likes you. Because remember, if you don't have that as a baseline, there is literally no point. If this person is not into you, like that, no other questions are relevant. That has to be the baseline. And, and, you know, that's why I'm such, and this sounds so unsexy, but I'm all for a slow courtship these days. This is literally what I was just editing my book about earlier, the chapter in my book about. And this is why, even though I know it's hard, I know that lockdown is hard. And I know that if you are single and you really want to be in a relationship, it presents obstacles. But actually, I see them as a gift. I see this as a divine opportunity. If you choose to see it that way, your life will change. Your romantic life 100% will change because it kind of forces you to slow down. And you can do video dates with someone, coffee dates, you know, over bloody uh, WhatsApp video or whatever, FaceTime. Uh, Zoom, if you're feeling particularly sort of, I don't know, structured about it and professional about it. Um, but, you know, I don't I don't even know what's going on with the, the rules anymore. There's so bloody many of them. They're always changing. I don't even know if you can meet someone uh, on a date for a socially distanced walk. But, you know, you could do that and you get to know someone on a personal level. And it's so much healthier it's so much healthier and you get to see before you jump into bed with one another if you were being well behaved and you know abiding by the rules that you know whether or not this person is a fit before you get completely enmeshed and emotionally entangled in this dynamic and that the reality is that women and men have different biological reactions to sex so i know that we all i, I certainly used to like to think of myself as Samantha from the sex in the city of course, there are women out there like that. But let me tell you, I don't know many of them. I have not come across many of them. You know, she is very much in her masculine and it's fabulous. And it's like, you know, I, I 100% agree with women should be able to, to show up um, if they want to have sex. And that's, that is their true desire, as long as they're, you know, honest and clear about it. You know, as long, I think that's the key is that, you know, in any romantic dynamic or in any dynamic, any relational dynamic, as long as we're clear and we're not like putting on a show and pretending and not being honest with someone and direct. And this goes for men as well. You know, uh, absolutely 100% for men. I don't know how many men, male listeners we have, but I hope you are listening right now. Um, you know, I've gone completely blank on what I, was, <laughs> what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, men. You know, being... If you're just honest and say, listen, I'm not looking for a relationship right now, but I'm up for a bit of fun. And can I just say, actually, on a side note there, totally digressing. Men often do say that. Men often do say that at the beginning. Uh, and us women, we're not always great at hearing that. I know if you're anything like me and you're like, yeah, that's an inconvenient truth. He'll change his mind. He'll change. I'm just going to keep dating him and hopefully he'll change his mind. Whereas the healthy woman says, you know what? Thank you for being honest. I really, uh, I'm really grateful for that, and I really respect you for it. But in all honesty, we're on, we're on, we're in a different place because actually, I am looking for something um, committed, and uh, you know, I'm looking to to meet my person. So I'm just not even gonna, like, I'm just not even gonna go there because it's only gonna cause you pain. It might give you a little bit of pleasure. It will definitely release some adrenaline as you try and get this guy to fall for you and you kid yourself that it's going to change. And I'm not saying that it never has in the history of, you know, 
romantic dynamics ever happened. Of course it has, but again, very low percentage. Um, and do you do just don't be one of those people who you think, oh, but I'll be the exception to the rule. That's how I spent my whole bloody life in the past uh, when it came to romance. And it just it's just such a waste of time. Just don't do it. Uh, don't put yourself through that. It's so unnecessary. So, uh, yes, going back to men and women really, God, this was not expected to talk about this today, but here we go. Men and women, women releasing different chemicals, women release oxytocin when we have sex, which is the cuddle hormone. And it's the reason for that, you know, encourage us, it encourages us to bond with the man and want to be there, you know, after we've had sex. But if you think about it before the yoldy days when we didn't have contraception, um, you get pregnant pretty easily unless you were doing the old withdrawal. And so it makes sense of why, you know, you're not then going to want to be bonking a load of other men because just for biological reasons, it just it doesn't really make sense. You can only be sort of pregnant once at a time. Does that, um, you know what I mean? So whereas men release uh, dopamine, which is the pleasure hormone. So they can have sex, they can enjoy it, but it doesn't mean that they feel bonded to you. And that is so important that we remember that. And it's so important that we remember to be really clear, firstly, you know, clear and honest with ourselves first and foremost about where we're at and what we want, and then communicate that to the other person before we have sex. So this is why it's uh, it's actually lockdown is a blessing because you can actually really practice this. You can really get to know this other person before you kind of find yourself already, let's <laughs> say balls deep, <laughs> quite literally. Um, so that's what I want you to ask yourself. A crucial question to ask yourself when you start dating someone new is how am I feeling? Like what is coming up? Am I questioning whether or not this person actually likes me? You know, am I glued to my phone, willing them to send me a message? That is a sign that this person is not the one. So finally, the trap that most women fall into when discerning if he's the one. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many times I hear this. This is what I hear. They meet the guy, the guy that they literally have been manifesting. This is women that I coach. It, like literally every single one of them, pretty much without fail, this happens. They um, they do all the work on themselves uh, with me and then they uh, eventually, or, you know, it, it happens at different times for different people depending on, you know, where they're at in their journey. But they attract the, the dream person that they've been manifesting. They don't realize it so often. <laughs> Like with me and Joe, they like, oh, it's just, you know, oh, I really enjoy his company, but, you know, it's just fling. I, I don't see myself with them. And I always go, this always is what happens. I go, why not? And they say, oh, I don't know. I just don't know if I'm that into him. I'm not feeling that electricity. And, you know, maybe he's a bit boring. Um, and listen, every now and then, this is the case that, this person is, they get on, but there just isn't really any chemistry. And of course we want chemistry. But honestly, eight times out of 10, what's really going on here is they are not used to having no drama. They are not used to having no games. They are not used to having a guy be so emotionally available and clear and honest and open and treat them well. And so they're not getting that adrenalinized sort of uh, serotonin hit um, is that what I mean? Serotonin, possibly one of those chemicals. Um, and 
it's just unfamiliar. So they just don't recognize it. It's exactly what I went through with Joe. So we did have the physical chemistry and all of that was fine, but I just wasn't used to having no drama. So that's what I really want you to ask yourself if you're dating someone new in your, or, or even if, you know, assessing in the past, if you've been in that place, was it that you just weren't that into them? Or was it just that you weren't used to the lack of drama? So this is it. It's it's going back to what I was talking about before. This is our fear of commitment. We are addicted to that romantic drama, to the highs and to the lows, even though we, we tell ourselves we just want the highs. But actually, what makes the highs so amazing is all the lows. And so the real issue here is our resistance, our resistance to the commitment, our resisting a resistance to it being easy and to it flowing. Uh, this really is the thing that I see most women struggle with, and that's why I'm writing about it extensively in my uh, in my new book because it's just it's just like clockwork. Like I can time it when uh, a client's going to ask me this, and I, I see that they meet the man, and literally it's like, okay, give it a week or a week or two, and here we go. So my loves, I think that's plenty of food for thought for you to be mulling over. I hope this episode has been helpful. Please do come and tell me in my free Facebook group, Persia's Love Hub, which of the three tips resonated for you the most and how you plan on implementing that tip. You know, this is more important than ever um, and more significant and relevant than ever, given everything, uh, given the state of the world at the moment and and as I said earlier, how it's impacting our romantic lives. So if you are single and wanting to meet someone and you are kind of doing the online dating thing, then 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 this episode's really relevant. So I'd love to know what has resonated for you and everything I've shared today. So the link to the Facebook group is in the show notes uh, to this episode. And if you're new to the group, make sure that you answer the joining questions so that we are able to give you access. Now, if there is one thing that I want you to take away from this episode, it's that you deserve to enjoy the process of dating and courtship. I love the, using the word courtship. It's so Jane Austen. I'm watching Bridgerton at the moment and uh, loving it. It's just exactly what you need in grey, drizzly uh, January lockdown. Um, so yeah, very Jane Austen, Ian, to say courtship, but that's kind of what we're doing. That's what we're having to do at the moment. Um if you're single and you're, you're dating, it's like going really slow and it's a good thing. And I just want you to think of this. Now, this is like, oh my God, I apply this to everything in my life nowadays. Invest in the process. So in this case, invest in the process of dating and courtship. Surrender the outcome. Surrender whether or not you're going to meet your one at this time. Um, whether this person or that person's going to like you or how they show up, just surrender that. Make your commitment focused on how you are showing up, how you are showing up. So my darlings, that's about all for now. Make sure that you tune in uh, next Tuesday for another wonderful episode. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you very soon. And that's a wrap. 
Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. And if you want to learn how to court consciously during COVID and call in the healthy, happy relationship you desire and deserve, don't forget to download my free audio training called The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate over at getyoursoulmate.com forward slash free training. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.